0: Podcast. My name is Nelson, and with me, as always, are the only two friends I have in this world, Teej and Chanel. How are you guys doing? Don't you fucking No,
1: you know what? <laughs> We've been playing Magic with Chris for like a long time now, and I think he'd be very hurt if he heard that. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Old, he has been the only fourth in our friends. VDH pod.
0: Well, you guys... You guys are the only friends I have here. Chris is out there in the ether right now. (laughs) Uh, I have three friends now. So this is, you know, it's been a while since we've gotten together uh, to record. And I just want our listeners to know that I now have three friends. So uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, all things considered. You know, uh, the pandemic's been tough, but I made a friend.
2: One, Who I was one, friends with before the pandemic. <laughs> one whole friend.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It feels good to sit down and talk magic, even though I just had the most embarrassing.
2: I thought you were going to say it misplay. feels good to
0: laugh again. Like, holy shit, how, like, I thought I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it also feels good to laugh again, uh, yeah. specifically with you guys, because uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a brutal. Two weeks, uh, three weeks <laughs> at work, and every time, every fucking time we had it scheduled to get a game in and record, it's like, "Hey
2: guys, <laughs> I have to work again." <laughs> well, and like the last time, I went up into my office and like got my mic and everything set up, and my workbench or my desk cleaned off and everything. And I told my wife, "I'm like, hey, keep it down. We're gonna be recording." And then like twenty minutes later, I go downstairs and she it was Nelson Bale again. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been. She knows it's been tough, um,
0: but we're back, and I'm very happy. And so tonight we're gonna to do something uh, that I thought would be kind of fun because I heard uh, the guys on the Memory Jar podcast, which I just started listening to, and you should totally check it out if you haven't listened to it. Uh, they're now called the Memory Jar podcast. They Wait, started do you out this as called we're just uh, as, them? Uh, with the name Let's. let's remember some cards no i've seen other people do it and i just thought it was a cool thing for us to do so we're going to talk about uh our own signature spell books which i guess can be a send-off to signature spell books since i believe with the chandra signature spell book uh they've sent them away and are now moving to the commander collections um but before we get into our signature spell books it's been a while what have you guys been up to recently uh in in magic uh teach what about you you go first
1: um. Well, uh, Call Dime came out. Uh yes. That was fun. Um, and I've been uh, updating a lot of my decks, like a lot of them. Um, uh, I've been really surprised at how much uh, things have changed. Um, tonight we played some uh, some VDH, and I played Amareth, and I had I made um like three small changes to Amareth. Uh, I made three small changes to Rith, which is what I played last time. Um, like three changes in 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 Corvold, um, but I just finished uh, 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 upgrading Lathless, and there was a whopping, if I remember correctly, sixteen changes to Lathless. Now these weren't all Caldheim changes but because of Caldheim and some other things that came out fairly recently and I did a, a, a whole overhaul um, I was amazed at like like what I changed and actually I don't even know if I told you guys this off mic yet um, but I've been starting to keep like a like a change log to my decks. So if you go to oh, my cool. my Archidec page you can see like like the changes I made, what I took out um, and what I added in and, and that sort of thing. That's um, cool. And I want to I want to stay on top of that in the future, just to see how the decks evolve over time. Um, but uh, I know that I have a shit ton of changes uh, down the line to to uh, Oros Avengers. Um, that's exciting. Uh, uh, I've got plans for that. Um, Niv Mizzet's gonna get a bunch of changes. And again, this is... Niv-Mizzet, I don't think, got anything... Oh, no, Niv-Mizzet gets a, a card or two from Kaldheim. Um, but, like, just Kaldheim is a lot of, like, generically good stuff. Uh, yeah, that it's a really neat set. fits into a lot of decks. So uh, that's mainly what I've been doing. Um, but I, I'm setting aside my upgrading of decks, and I'm finally sitting down and focusing on uh, uh, my, my Vorosh Mutate deck, uh, which is now going to be mutate slash plus one plus one counters that we did a deck tech on oh so long ago, um, because we have a we have a a, a date to play kaiju cards uh, in the near future yeah. here, um, and that's, that's going to be, be a fun episode. I
2: would I would like to get the game in before the movie comes out. <laughs> 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 yes, so I know. That is hard and to what is that? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: March. Oh, yeah, I think. Yeah, we can play next week. If we can get it going uh, in a week. I should have just Google when am I gonna orgasm to giant <laughs> monsters <fighting."> monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> one monkey. How dare you? Um, I am a hey, one teach. giant ape kind of man. <laughs> Quick question: Did you? Did do
0: you have a gold span dragon? Did you put that in lifeless? I do, and I did. Ah,
2: that card is so fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> I haven't played. Uh, well, obviously, I haven't played it yet, but um. March thirty first yeah.
2: is our deadline to get that gamer, uh, oh, game. We oh, we got. Oh, we'll be done time. way before
1: then. Way before then. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not like uh, a gold span, and and there's only one other card in there that creates treasures, but just the incidental value from that card is great.
0: It's just yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah.
1: Um, And, uh, uh, without going into too many details of of changes that I made, um, but one other thing that I put back in the deck that was in one of the first drafts is Kiki Jiki. uh, Oh, nice. Which isn't a dragon in and of itself, but just to, uh, copy dragons. Um, and I took it out because the tokens don't trigger Laughless, but while redoing this deck, there's just so many good value dragons that I just wouldn't mind having a a copy (laughs) of it. Um... Goldspan Dragon being one of them, um, so yeah, it's so good, so good. I'm actually really <laughs> excited to play that deck uh, again, but I've got a, I've got, I want to run Korvold before I do that too, just because Korvold also has just a small number of changes. Um, awesome, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Okay, what about you, Snow? Uh, lots of stuff. Uh,
2: most recently, I. I will say I kick the shit out of everyone in VDH tonight.
1: <laughs> Yay! Uh, with
2: with Blim, comedic genius, <laughs> who opened up right out of the gate. Turn one, uh, what was it? Sleeper agent to Chris, so he's immediately taking two every upkeep. Uh, he hit me for three with uh, once with it, and then I immediately put uh, contaminated bond on. So if you ever wanted to <laughs> to swing or block with it, he was taking three more. Uh, the game started out really fast and then just started slowing to a crawl. Uh, it with with the multiple board wipes, it certainly hurt. But getting getting Blim out near the end and then Nelson making a huge huge mistake let me win. So, I yep, I gave that one away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was that was real real bad li- magic. I have one creature on the board. It is Blim, and he has the ability to either create another two two zombie or make all players sacrifice two creatures. And he's like, I like like zombies. I want more zombies.
0: When you don't have flyers on the board, and you're going to lose because you're (laughs) at, like, nine life, uh, you do not plus one Liliana Dreadhorn General. (laughs) You minus four her, and as soon as I did it, I went, Oh god! Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, just in time for the side chat that was going on <laughs> uh, between Schnell and Teach. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, I
2: couldn't keep it to myself. I was so excited at your <laughs> fuck up. That and was. And normally, yeah. normally, I like to help people, but when it's like, no, no, I can, I can pull this one. Well, out. Well, you were
0: still at like twenty-four life at that point because I was. just, I, was. I went on tilt. I was just like, I got to take Chris out. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I gave you that enchantment that you lose two life for each uh, card in your. Yeah. Hand. the Demonic lore really. Demonic me. lore. Yeah, and that that. Put you on the uh on the fast track to well your the talent. thing
0: i had a plan to deal with it until chris decided to exile nev and then was like oh <laughs> i read this card wrong <laughs> now we don't have a board
2: wipe and no one can deal with anything that's happening right now uh, but yes that was <laughs> it was a fun game it, it took a little really longer than i uh, anticipated but that honestly and this isn't a dig at you guys i like playing uh Worse decks, or like if if like not not super prime, super optimized, uh, where it's okay. Turn turn three, somebody combos off, and the game ends. Yeah, I like games that get a little bit more dragged out, and people get an opportunity to have to make better decisions or important choices and learn to be better at the game. Versus just going, okay, well, I got the uh, three cards I need to win, so I win. Yeah, and those I totally- games. Those games, I think, are they—they they make you a better player, or at least you can learn from your mistakes if you, you know, don't don't make the correct decisions. Um, actually, the last game I played before this one, I also won with my Sisse Tables in the Woods deck. Hey, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did note Shrine, two. Baby. Yeah, shrines. Shrines is gonna get two changes. Um, before I play it again. Because right now I have two creatures in the deck. I'm cutting one of them. I am cutting um, Starfield Mystic. Because basically all he does, he he knocks off one from the cost of my enchantments. But I'd much rather have more enchantment recursion. So he's probably going to get replaced with something like Opalescence if I have one. And then Mirror Maid I put in because it's an objectively good card. But then I realized everything in the deck is legendary. So (laughs) there's... There's never a good target for it, so it's always just a dead card. So that one's probably going to get replaced with uh, Echo of Eons so I can shuffle everything back in and start over. Um, also, I am happy to announce my Jumpstart Commander Cube is complete. That is awesome. Yeah, you said that. It is all sleeved up. It is all ready to start playtesting and then tweaking because I will I will fully admit it's probably not the greatest right out of the box but it is at least already in the box and ready to go. And for those of you who don't know what what I mean by Commander Jumpstart Cube, it's not uh, anything with Jumpstart specifically, but it is 15 EDH legal 50 card Commander decks, each with one of the two colored Partner Commanders. So every Partner Commander gets a 50 card EDH legal deck. And the idea is you take two of these decks Take the two commanders, put them in your command zone. Shuffle the remaining 98 cards together, and you will not—you will have a legal EDH playable deck. And it is the most diff- it was the most difficult goddamn thing, even just assembling the mana base. Because when it's like okay, building a good deck, you need you know shocks and fetches and blah 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 blah. Uh, but splitting those amongst 15 different decks is a pain for decision making uh i also kind of did some math on it and i have like twelve hundred dollars invested in just the the cards for the lands because i did (laughs) well i did do i did do the full set of shocks and fetches and pain lands and everything everything uh there's even a couple of expedition lands just because those are the ones that i had available at that point and just went eh fuck it i'll just i'll just make everything fun Um, but yes I want to start playing right now the 50 card decks I want to play them against each other to see how they function individually and then after each deck gets a couple of games in and maybe a few tweaks then start taking the full cube and shuffling things together and and going to town on it but man I'm excited for that I think that'll be a lot of fun
1: yeah Yeah, that sounds like fun I can't wait to do that
2: I'm really looking forward to that it's (laughs) going to be a ton of fun it's it's also going to be a pain in the ass when somebody goes, hey, you know what this deck could use, and they'll make a suggestion, and I have to go, goddamn it, that card is in this deck, yeah. which is also in the cube already. So I expect a lot of, hey, you could do this, this, and the other thing, and it's like, well, no, those cards are split up amongst the rest of the cube, and you can't have duplicates because it's a it's it's a thing
1: because it's the EDH.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, but that'll be fun, and we need to we need to start playing more Magic. Doctor's orders. Yep, I agree. I agree.
1: agree. So. I agree. The only good magic is more magic.
2: <laughs> yep. The only good magic is a dead magic, which I don't <laughs> know what that means.
0: <laughs> the only good magic is the magic that I'm not playing because, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. The funny oh thing my is... God. It was so great. I was, I earlier just, in the day, I was commiserating about, like, man, I think I'm going to pull this deck apart. Like, I don't know. And then the whole thing's just, like, going in my favor. And I'm like, oh, this deck can actually, like, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was just like, yeah, and it could even win if you didn't fuck it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my, my favorite is after I messaged Tiege about your mistake... And then you immediately like, oh, I should have did this. And then I hear T just like stifling his <laughs> laugh, <laughs> and I see his like camera shaking because he's <laughs> chuckling.
1: Cause, yeah, because I'm leaning on the table <laughs> just, and just also fat. T- <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I just
2: yeah, that was, a bummer. It was it was great. It was great. But you learned, and now you'll 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 take a half second and go, hey, I have three options available with this planeswalker what option is the best considering what's going to happen to me yeah i really need to I look kill, closer at the board state should i kill his flying commander or get my eighth zombie token <laughs> yeah
0: that was a that was
2: that was bad yeah it was um, so oh, yeah. but yeah uh, i've been trying to play more edh which is you know always fun and then i got the commander cube done uh, we were hit with a full set of card bans in Standard and Modern and yes. Legacy, and none none of them affected anything I have built. I haven't touched Standard in about a year. None of my Modern decks run Uro, so I'm still good there. The last time I had to adjust a Modern deck for because the ban was uh, Mox Ovals getting hit on my Hardened Scales deck, but we we persevered with that one. Not that I've played Modern, but at least I have intentions to once we, once we get back to Irl magic. Yeah, God, that'll be nice. Yeah. What about you, Nelson? Anything fun, exciting besides the <laughs> the game tonight? Just fucking it up. Uh, yeah. Just fucking yeah. Up. No. Learning. So I've been
0: on a I've been on like a crazy brew. Um, I don't know. Tear. I guess. So I'm working on putting together um, the finishing t- finishing touches on an Adelie's the Cinderwind uh, deck. And, you know, my goal is to go through Dominaria and uh, create a deck for each of the legendary creatures that we got. Because I just love that set so much. And I think a lot of the legendaries we got have a ton of um, potential. I love my Danitha Tron deck. Um, which the last time I played that, unfortunately, that was one of those commander <laughs> games that I don't really like because it was over in like four turns. Yeah, um, because she got flying and protection from creatures, and I, yeah, that was just that <laughs> that deck will never perform like that again. But it was cool to see happen once. Um, you you were the like you were the problem that we were bitching about, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, I mean to go back on what you said too, like I when I sit down to play commander. I'm bummed out if my game if the game doesn't go you know hour two hours or more um, because it's just so fun and like you said I don't want to um, that deck does not have like infinite combos or anything
2: in it but I just happen to hit the right cards very quickly yeah. and it just and I'm not I'm not against like honestly I was talking with somebody else about how uh, since we've been doing the deck techs, I feel like the decks that I actually work on are getting better and more efficient and I feel like we are all becoming better deck builders and I, making more optimized but less meta decks i agree and and that's and that's a good way to go i think making everyone better is a good thing however sometimes purposely playing janky crap because it makes you chuckle is wonderful oh absolutely agree so. and that's you know i really look forward to you know we've
0: kind of discussed in the past uh about um one of the the challenges that we want to um you know do for uh, a game and then and then talk about it on an episode of the show is uh, popper commander which i think would be really fun um and that's actually how i built one of my dominaria commanders i built uh halar the uh fire fletcher as my popper deck so uh that'll be really fun so yeah i've been brewing a lot i've got ideas for a slime foot uh aristocrats deck um i've been Tinkering around with upgrading the Lathril, um, the Blade of Elves precon from Caldheim. I love both of those pre cons, uh, by the way. The reprints are awesome. Like Reese the Exile got reprinted. Um, um, and I don't know, there was a lot of really cool reprints in both decks. So I'm excited to play around with those. Um, I-, I wish we had more Fortel cards because I really like the Foretell Commander. Um, but we'll get there. Uh, I actually started playing Arena again a little bit. And this is going to, like, I'm going to fall out of my chair and keel over dead here when I tell myself this, but I've actually been playing a <laughs> lot of Brawl um, on Arena. It scratches that that EDH itch. Uh, I hate that it's standard, and I hate that the historic... So Historic Brawl is a format, but it doesn't fire all the time. It's only, like, special events, so that's a bummer. But I, I was talking to Chris... In our Discord uh, the other day. And, you know, we were kind of talking about that and how if Historic uh, Brawl became a permanent queue, A, that would be awesome. And B, I think then they could start a limited commander format. I mean, if they're doing what they're calling the historic anthologies, there's absolutely no reason they can't do a 25 card, you know, commander anthology, right? Where they're putting in things that, you know, I mean, Phyrexian Arena, I think, was in one of the historic bundles. So there's already commander. Cards out there, Crater Hoof Behemoth, I know is out there. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of staples already in the client. So even if it doesn't have everything we want, I mean, give us something, and I would I would play the shit out of Arena. Uh, I, I just never. I think the last time I played uh, Magic Online was like 2005, maybe when I was a senior in high school um, or a freshman in college, and you know that client just has not aged well, uh, so I don't like playing on there. Um, but I would, I might actually put money into Arena if I could play Commander on there. You know, I might be buying some gems here and there to craft cards and do whatever with. Uh, but anyway, uh, started playing that. Kaldheim is a ton of fun. We we did a little pre-release event that we uploaded to YouTube. That was a blast. Um, we recorded an episode after that, but unfortunately had to scrap it due to um, <laughs> some audio issues there. So that was a bummer.
1: Is, I, uh, is, that, I talk- why, is that why Chris isn't your friend? <laughs> <laughs> No, Chris
0: is
2: absolutely my friend, whether
1: or uh, not, even I if he doesn't to wear him, headphones.
2: Yeah, I talked to him today about getting headphones if he ever wants to uh, hang out with us to, uh, again online yeah, on the podcast. And then to make him feel better, I talked about the time that Tiege didn't understand how a wireless headset is not a wireless microphone. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, no, no. I just didn't set it up properly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all been there at some. We've all made technical mistakes where it's been like, well, we got to record that uh, re-record that episode. Yeah, just, well, shit. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I mean, what what have I done? I don't know. I'm just chomping at the bit, man, for Time Spiral to start getting spoiled. I'm excited for some of the Commander reprints that are going to be in that set. Uh, the Strixhaven stuff that we've seen so far looks really neat. They're bringing back masterpieces, which is cool. I got to get my hands on that demonic tutor one that they've spoiled already because <laughs> uh
2: that may or may not be one of my favorite cards of all time and, and yeah kinda, i'm just i kind of don't want them now because of how much everyone does want them and i feel like they are going to flood the you know play mats of of games i'm in now uh well and that was actually as i'm
0: working on this this lathrol deck i was like well i've got a couple of vampiric tutors sitting around from Commander Legends, and I've got plenty of demonic tutors because I collect them. But then I was like, nope, I'm not. I'm not putting any green or black tutor. I didn't put worldly tutor in there. Uh, there. There are no tutors at all um because, like you said, right? Like there's ways that we could easily optimize a lot of our decks, but um it's fun to play without those sometimes too. So that was one of the uh the current build is the restrictions I placed were no tutors, and they had to be. The, the, the pool I could choose from uh, were cards that I already own. So like Azuri Renegade Leader would be great in that deck, but I don't I don't own one currently. So uh, he's not in my current uh, my build of that. So that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, and then just you know uh, obviously the last few weeks we haven't been able to, but I'm just playing VDH with you guys um, on nights that we're going to record. So so yeah, um, it's good to be good to be back in the saddle, and uh, I'm excited about our conversation tonight. So, um, signature spell books where they essentially took a character and you got a reprint of one of their planeswalker cards, like, Jace's spellbook, which I think was the first one, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, we got Jace, um, Gideon, and then Chandra, and then they went, ah, eh, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, eh,
0: never mind. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, so like Jace's had Jace, uh, Bellerin, and then it had uh, seven other spells that would be spells that you may see that Planeswalker cast. So the thought behind this exercise uh, that we did was we each were going to pick one Planeswalker uh, that we really enjoy, and then. Seven spells. Uh, we they don't have to match colors with the planeswalker or anything like that. We didn't. We didn't go that far. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me we decided to to do that and it could be any card throughout the history of the game for any reason at all uh you know is it a card you you like to play a lot is it a card that has a special meaning to you for some reason uh whether that be art or memory or whatever uh because one of the cool things about magic is how personal the game can be and and i'm, I'm really excited for this conversation because i
2: think it's going to be a lot of fun so um I think I misunderstood the criteria by which we were supposed to pick stuff, which is fine. I oh, still crap. have my sorry. list. No, no. You're just adding a lot of options for picking that I didn't realize were
0: Oh, was available. I not clear
2: enough? I'm sorry.
0: No, no, well, that's fine. Well,
1: well, we'll we'll get we'll get through this. I did understand the criteria, but I went down a similar path that Schnell did anyway. So, I okay. think you're I think you're okay, Schnell so okay. oh
0: i
2: see what you're, you you went through and, and you do cards you cast often right uh i literally did because uh, i've right. been uploading all my decks to architect lately and i have like 20 or 30 of them up there so uh i i uploaded everything to my online collection and then just went hey what cards do i run in the most decks like I excluded artifacts and lands, which obviously crossed like Soul Ring in my you know collection. <laughs> no, fuck that. Um, but no, I, ex- I skipped over I skipped over artifacts and lands, and then just picked um, you know creatures, enchantments, spells, otherwise, and then other uh, for a planeswalker, it was literally the one that showed up in the most decks, which I think is two whole decks.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> why would you skip artifacts?
2: Uh, because they're too universal.
1: Okay, that's
2: fair. Be- because again, uh, soul ring would automatically be in my signature spell book. It's but not. I, I
1: think. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying uh, uh, to 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 myself. I think I only run like soul ring in like two decks out of the twelve that I have, because I I I purposely like based on the theme of the deck, see if I can avoid using Soul Ring. I, I remember and, uh, that conversation. And I do. So, <laughs> so it didn't work for me. There's an artifact on my list. I was just curious why you why you skipped no, I, it, personally.
2: No, I, I picked, or I, I decided to skip it just because otherwise uh, artifacts would be 90% of my signature spellbook. Okay, that makes sense. Um,
1: see, and I did a... Uh, I went down a similar path. I was also going to see which cards um i ran the most of in my decks but schnell turned me on to the idea of uh your decks are already uploaded an architect it can just do the work for you so i don't have to sit down with all of my decks and page through them one at a time um and i got like uh my list was um let's see eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen cards uh but eleven of them are just eleven that I run three copies of in decks, and then two that I run four of in. So that's where my where um. I maxed out. So I just picked from I just picked like my favorite ones from the threes, uh, and have a list of honorary mentions for the rest of them. Okay. Um, oh, nice. But I still think this 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 will give us a, a a great idea of. Oh crap! I might change one. Uh, this gives <laughs> us a good idea of. I'll say why when we get there. But, um, that's fair. That's we'll fair. See. Like I said, they could just be an honorary mentions because my spellbook apparently is th- thirteen cards in a tower. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair.
0: And I think it'll be fun to see too. I mean, it'll give a glimpse into kind of how we play that we probably didn't really realize necessarily.
2: Uh, you know, yeah, mine I- is certainly certainly surprising based on, especially the fucking deck I ran tonight, and then looking at my signature spellbook and going. Yeah, not, like something doesn't match here. <laughs> uh
0: so let's get started then. And you know, uh, I started with Tej this morning or this morning. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. All those 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I started with Tej when we opened the podcast. Uh Chanel, why don't you why don't you start us off? What's your what's your planeswalker? Sure. Uh
2: my planeswalker is Nicol Bolas planeswalker. Ooh. Nice. Should I should Yeah, I tell us a tell rundown? us what you does. down. Okay. Yeah. Click on it. And play the room. Um, so he is a seven drop. It is four, a blue, two black, and a red. Comes in with five loyalty. Uh, for plus three, destroy target non-creature permanent. For minus two, gain control of target creature, which is absolutely my play style. Uh, and then minus nine. Nickel Bolas deals 7 damage to target player. That player discards 7 cards, then sacrifices 7 permanents. I love this Bolas because his ultimate is just what his original card did when he hit you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I thought that was wonderful. Uh, but it's also the only Planeswalker that shows up in a total of 3 of my decks across all of the decks that I have uploaded it Because he is in... Uh, Tables in the Woods, my Shrines deck. Uh, he is in That's Nekasur to you, my Everyone Draws. Uh, and then what the hell is this? Oh, yeah, and then uh, another Grixis deck. I keep running Grixis stuff. I love that's, Grixis. It's my favorite yeah. wedge.
1: You have the uh, best deck so. names. What's that? So you have the best deck names. Yes, you do. <laughs> I've
2: I've opted to only upload decks that I come up with fun deck names for, because what's the point of just going, oh, this is my Grixis, uh, you know, wheel wheel and deal deck or whatever. So, uh, Nicol Bolas is my, definitely my signature Planeswalker, and I have one card on my list outside of, it, out, outside of his colors, so we will start with that one, uh, which is Day of Judgment. Day of Judgment is in my signature spells because it shows up in the most decks overall. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So I have it in Fling-a-Thing, Bingo, Dino DNA, <laughs> Tables in the Woods, and Nod to Death. Um, <laughs> the Squirrel deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, any deck that uh, runs white, I will go. Yeah, having having a board wipe is important, and you guys will see that once we start playing with my uh, Jumpstart Commander Cube, that I found you know half a dozen or so just generic board wipes to throw in, so that multiple decks have the ability to just reset the game. Nice. And that's I, it's honestly the most important part I think of EDH is having the ability to just go, okay, hey, hey, hey let's just start over and you don't get all the advantages that you just had. It's, <laughs> right, let's, right. Let's play fair from this point on. You were cheating up until now. <laughs> so Day of Judgment is my opening signature card because I love just wiping the board and then rebuilding. Uh, the next one on my list, Murderous Rider slash Swift End. That's a great card. yeah. Uh, this is one that not only uh, shows up in a couple of decks as well. It also is a little bit sentimental for me uh, because of the the playing with because uh, it's out of Throne of Eldraine. Uh, for those of you who do do not know, uh, it is a two three for three, two black and one, a zombie knight with lifelink, and when he dies put him on the bottom of its owner's library. However, you can cast him for an instant and send him on an adventure called Swift End, which is destroy target creature or planeswalker, you lose two life. So he is not only spot removal, but he is a decent black creature that kinda recurs himself. Uh, He is available in regular and showcase art, which Throne of Eldraine was the first set that we started getting showcase arts, right? Uh yeah, I think it was yeah yeah um, uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so not oh, only yeah. do I love this, I love this card, and I think it's a great card. It it's also a little bit sentimental for me because one of the uh, gentlemen who frequented my shop uh, in the pre-release got three of these. And every single pre-release, I'm I always end up getting paired up against him, and he when he cast the third one because it was one foil or it was one regular one foil and then a date-stamped promo version, and I'm just like, God damn it, just seeing it over and over and over. Uh, with him just destroying my board. I remember that uh, pre-release. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That was and a good that, time. That, that deck. <laughs> yeah. But since he is no longer with us, it was a little bit like, oh, I remember Mr. Hurley. Yeah. So, Murderous Rider, Swift End. I got a two for one on that deal. Uh, we then go to my third, well, technically the fourth card in my signature spellbook, book, Phyrexian Arena. Uh Phyrexian Another Arena. Great card. <laughs> yes. Another black card, because again, I am a Grixis player by by default. Um Black Enchantment for two black and one at the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card and lose a life. Card draw is always great in any color you can get it. With black, uh you're always gonna lose life for it, but just powering through. This is one of the earliest cards that taught me, yeah losing life to get stuff is not a bad thing. Life is a resource. You gotta use it. Life life is a resource. Yeah, this, this card shows up in my decks. A stupid deck for boring games, which is my black-white aristocrats deck. <laughs> uh, give it a second. You'll get it, which is Blim, because <laughs> he donates. Uh, <laughs> if you were dead or still alive, I don't care, Vic. And then... A- <laughs> God, your deck names are great. And then my favorite one so far, a poorly CG'd Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Scorpion God. Scorpion God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that, actually, Scorpion God's going to be my next up for, uh, I think, deck tech fixing because that, that deck can be very, very fun, but it is the slowest continual board wipe. Like, that is what the deck does, is just, every turn, start putting negative one, negative one counters on everything, and just, okay, in like three more turns, I'm gonna have the board reset again, and then circle of life bullshit. Um, but yeah, Phyrexian Arena, I have always loved that card. It is, it is great. I have it in, like, a billion different printings, and it's still valuable, which is nice, despite all of the printings out there. Uh... This next one actually kind of upset me that it was on my list because uh, Mystical Tutor. I'm normally not a big tutor guy. I prefer outright card draw, but uh, uh, decks with Mystical Tutor include Mentok, the Mindtaker, Just Keep Milling, what are you guys playing, and (laughs) it's called a Didgeridoo, Hannah. It's a beautiful instrument. (laughs) (laughs) And most importantly, it's in there like those decks, because again, with everything else blue, blue, I always try now to throw in at least one combo uh, because I have realized my natural uh, deck construction, I don't always include win conditions. And it it came up once in a, Zed, in a game with my Zedger deck, and my Zedger deck is it's super toxic because it will just make it that nobody can do anything no one can attack no one can activate abilities no one can you know cast spells for less than like 12 mana squeeze is the greatest enchantment ever sorceries cost three more to play putting that out and then just donating that away so i got I gain life and draw cards i made it so that nobody could do anything for like eight turns in a row but i didn't have a win con and i'm just like oh my god guys i'm sorry Like, that two- or three-hour game where no one can do anything, I realized was a problem. So, Mystical Tutor has started showing up in more and more decks so I can start actually ending games (laughs) instead of just dragging them out as a horrible, horrible person. Uh, So, Mystical Tutor shows up in Jace's spellbook, shows up in my spellbook. Solid one-drop instant, search your library for an instant or sorcery, reveal it, uh, shove your library, and then put it on top. So that'll be erratic to shuffle, then put it put that card on top of your library. Because the new key or the new wording, uh, we got three left. Dismember, dismember as soon as New Phyrexia hit. I was I was in love with this card. Uh, dismember is, eh? As I bring it up, eh? Okay, it doesn't want to load. Uh, two Phyrexian, Black Mana, and a Colus, I believe, if I'm remembering. Uh, target creature gets minus five, minus five. So just being able to kill indestructible stuff.
0: You guys yeah, still there? Yep, okay. you still here. I was just going to say that is, a, <laughs> that is another
2: great card. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, instant, that whole instant set, speed. actually, new Phyrexia was just unbelievable. <laughs> it's, again, life is a resource which is something that, like, years ago when I started playing, I'm like, no, I don't want to lose life for anything. And then, uh, like, with Phyrexian mana, with any... Actually, everything Phyrexian-related is just, yeah, no, lose the life. It doesn't matter if you win the game with one life left, you won the game. That sort of mentality. Victory at all costs. (laughs) So, Dismember is great because more and more creatures show up with indestructibility now and being able to just go, yeah, that's fine, the rules of the game kill him got it uh, snapcaster mage snapcaster mage again shows up in too many of my decks because that is a just objective or you know objectively good card yeah that's a great card and being able to you know snapcaster and then dismember something again or takedowns uh, i have had it once in a grixis deck where I did use the last two cards listed and just gave something minus ten, minus ten. It was some eight-eight thing, <laughs> and it cost me so much life, but I didn't care. You got there. Yeah. Um. And then lastly, preordain. Preordain. Uh, one blue. What else does it do? Eh. Edit out my. Panicked. Uh, one blue sorcery. Scry two, then draw a card. Again, been printed. I don't know six times. I think five times in a extended art fancy version. Yeah, it uh, just got reprinted in Commander of Legends. Yeah, uh, it's a common card. Co- it's a common. So it's I've I've played it in Popper, which like three years ago, I think, was a huge, 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 like, boom in the pauper community in our area. So this card just shot up in demand in the area, and it was such a pain in the ass to track down any copies of it. Uh, Now that it's been reprinted, it still holds value, which is nice for a common. Um, But yeah, just the ability, yeah, look at your library, rearrange some stuff, draw a card. So all of my... Signature spellbook stuff revolves around me enjoying Nickel Bolas and playing my Nekasar EDH deck, which by far is my most optimized... It's probably my highest power level EDH deck if we ever get into that point of assessing that. So, uh, do you have anything that... You
0: know... uh, had I been more clear <laughs> when <laughs> I uh, you know anything you want to make like an honorable mention that you would have in there based on you know cards that you that you like that you that you would put in your spellbook
1: uh,
2: cards that I enjoy that maybe aren't that uh,
0: yeah that maybe well, maybe you just don't okay. play
2: quite as often well uh, more and more uh, what is it that mirror uh, Mirage mirror Oh, that card's great too. I really because like I skipped, Mirror. because I skipped artifacts. Because if I if I included artifacts, I would again. I'd have eight artifacts, and then I guess Karn would be my planeswalker, <laughs> doing it that way. Um, but Mirage Mirror is one of those cards now that, and I know Teach hates auto include, but that would be my auto include in damn near every single EDH deck ever. Uh, yeah, just three three mana artifact pay two to activate it, it becomes a copy of Target, Artifact, Creature, Enchantment, or Land until the end of the turn. Uh, when this thing came out in Hour of Devastation, I fell in love with it, and it has been showing Me up too. in more and more and more of my EDH decks because of how like useful it is. Because being able to pay two mana and then chump block somebody's creature with an exact copy of it 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 gives you so many answers in combat situations. It gives you comboy abilities. If you have two triggers off of something, you know, a special enchantment or something, it's it's just it's fantastic. And the art is really cool because it shows a Minotaur like looking in and seeing his zombified Lazatep plated version of himself, and like, oh, that's probably not great. Yeah, porn <laughs> Who are you? I'm you, but covered in blue metal. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. So, teach. Yes. How many? How many? Forty-five.
1: You said spells you have in your signature spell book. What do you? What do you got? Uh, thirteen. And how did? You, 13, thirteen. And how did you pick yours? Um. Okay. Well, pretty much the same way you picked yours after you turned me on to a much better idea to do it. Um.
2: <laughs> I do like making like math and statistics do shit for me versus having to do it myself
1: yes so um uh so um we'll start with my planeswalker my planeswalker um so uh everything on the list that i'm going to talk about after the planeswalker are just the cards that show up the most times uh my planeswalker is the only one that that doesn't follow that pattern and i'll explain why um if I were going to follow the pattern, uh, the only Planeswalker I won more than one copy of is Garruk Wildspeaker, um, who is a very solid Planeswalker and was my favorite Planeswalker card up until the release of the one that I'm going to talk about, uh, because, uh, Garruk is the only one that I use all three modes on. Um, yeah. He, he ramps, he poops out a body if you need a body, uh, and late game, he overruns and he wins the game. He's a win condition all by himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say all by himself, but in, well, in my yeah. in my token deck, he does amazing stuff. <laughs> um, so Garuk is a very solid Planeswalker, uh, but the one that I chose for my spellbook is Chandra, Torch of Defiance. Um, and that's because uh, Chandra is... I use, all, I use three of her four modes, um, and she does everything on her card that I like to do in Magic. Uh, four, uh, four Loyalty Planeswalker for two and two red. Um, her plus one, one of her plus ones. Exile the top card of your library. You may cast that card. If you don't, Chandra deals two damage to each opponent. Um, the only word in there I don't like is cast, because that means I can't play lands off of her um but she's pseudo card draw she gives me an extra card for a turn um and i really like that ability um uh, especially I, in red i yeah i i i fell in love with um, um outpost siege when it was first previewed which i think is the <laughs> first um i think they've been calling it impulse draw uh but the first okay. the first uh instance of exile of the top card library you can play it um and I always look out for that effect uh, anytime new cards are printed. And red's got a lot of really strong cards that do that. Um, so she can't let me. Uh, she won't let me play lands off that ability. But that's okay because her next plus two is add two red mana to your mana pool. Um, and that right there is ramp. She goes from a she goes from a a a four mana cost planeswalker to a two mana cost planeswalker if you can use that mana the turn you play her. Um, uh, uh, so, because um, if you play her in turn four, you're not going to be able to cast the top card of your library anyway. Uh, uh, but maybe you play her for four mana, and then you have a two-mana like ramp spell in your hand. Um, uh, and, and, and that's exactly what she does. And then later on in the game, when you just need that little extra burst of mana, she's there for you. Um, and then her minus four... Or I'm sorry, minus three. She deals four damage to a creature. Four damage is a lot. Uh, uh, it takes out a lot of uh, uh, small power, uh, small powerful creatures, uh, manadorks. Um, um, a lot of things that do work. Uh, uh, when they when they
2: limit what you can target, I do appreciate when it deals more than a standard lightning bolt.
1: Yes, and that that's
2: I, that's really helpful.
1: It is. It is. because um, uh uh. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to do four damage to your face. That does nothing. Um, <laughs> but she takes out. She takes care of problem creatures. Um, she makes if if your opponent is is not paying attention. She makes blocking uh, difficult because I can attack before I activate her. And if you block with something, I can use Shandra to kill it. Uh, uh, she just does a lot of things. And her ultimate um, minus seven. You get an emblem. Uh, whenever you cast a spell, this emblem deals 5 damage to target creature or player. I think that's any target. Yeah, it's any target now. Deals 5 damage to any target. Um, I'm not going for that emblem. I'm just using any <laughs> one of her modes that I need to at any given time. Um, and if yeah, I get if to... A, you,
2: if you do get that emblem, that's pretty sweet.
1: If you get it, it's pretty sweet. But uh, most Planeswalkers, I'm not shooting for that emblem... Um, But she, yeah, she's, she's definitely my favorite Planeswalker card all around. Um, and I only have one, uh, and her home is in, in, in Avengers. Avengers Assemble is my deck (laughs) name. Um, and that's where she lives. Uh, I would put her in, I would put her in, in, in most red decks, honestly. Um. I I would look for things that let me play the top card instead of cast. But if I'm going to run a planeswalker, it's going to be her. Um, now onto my spell books, onto my my spell cards. Uh, like I said, I did mostly the same thing Chanel did. Um, I have one card that I run five copies of, one card that I run four copies of, and then the rest of my list are the cards I run three copies of. And when I got to the threes. Um, I just I, I, I chose based on the effects that they did. Um, and we'll get into, like, like, they're interchangeable, some of them. Um, but I, did, I, I wanted to, like, diversify the effects that they do. Um, uh, so we'll start at the top here. Uh, I run five copies of Vandal Blast. That's nice. a solid
0: EDH card. <laughs> it
1: is. Uh, Vandal Blast uh, is spot removal. Uh, for one for one red, you can destroy an artifact you don't control. Uh, or it's a board wipe. For four and a red, you can destroy each artifact you don't control. And it's one-sided. Um, and I, I love that card, because I, I always try to find a certain number of spot removal cards and a certain number of, of board wipes. This is both in one card. Um so I run I run vandal blast in, in you get to hear all my stupid car uh, deck names well some cool ones I think like this first one hicks sunt Draconis here there be dragons that's leftless Dragon queen nice <laughs> uh, uh, vandal blast is also in Avengers assemble um, dreams of storms of fire is my intet the dreamer deck Um hmm. I pulled that from a flavor text of a card. I don't remember what it is now. Um, Seeds of Devastation is my Rith Tokens deck. That's another thing I pulled from a flavor text of a card that talks about Rith. And then Fireminds Research is my Niv-Mizzet Wheels deck. Uh, Vandalblast is in all of those. Um, The next one on my list, I run four copies of Sylvan Library. Another great card. Another great yeah. card, and I picked up as many of those as I could when they were like five bucks when they got reprinted, <laughs> and now they're—I think they're cheaper, cheap-ish again. It seems like forty-eight dollars for four of them. Um, if if I'm reading if I'm reading this correctly, this this column over here. Um, but Sylvan Library. Uh, I don't know why I open all these windows when I can just do this. Sylvan Library is uh, an enchantment for one in a green. At the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, choose two cards in your hand drawn this turn. For each of those cards, pay for life or put it on top of your library. Um, this card uh, uh, does different things in 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 different decks. Um, for me, like like uh, uh, it's always nice having like a full seven cards, but. Um, uh four life or eight life i mean that life really adds up a lot so you have decisions to make oh, yeah. there um but uh, sylvan library is in my my um uh amareth enchantments rough draft because i haven't changed the neck the name of that deck yet <laughs> <laughs> um dramoka the complete which is my surprise selesnia infect deck <laughs> uh, uh, Dreams of Storm's Intent again and then um, oh no and then uh, It's Harvest Time which is my Teneb the Harvester uh, deck that um, I haven't played in a long time uh, I haven't played that since pre-COVID uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, Yeah, that one's pretty hard to play <laughs> yeah. right now
1: Well, it it the, the reason I haven't played it is because it used to be um like a dedicated combo deck. Uh and I I liked I liked it when it was dedicated combo, but I wanted to retool it to be more reanimator, but not just uh, uh reanimate to combo out. Um I kind of want to play like cuz cuz Teneb can pull from anybody's graveyard. Yeah. So I want I want to pull like I want to kill everyone's stuff and then play with their cards. Because I find, because ever since building Silimgar, I find I like that strategy a lot, playing with what other people have. so
2: I, I can't wait until we can sit down post-COVID and I can play Thada, Adele, Roland, in the Deep again, because yeah. just <laughs> taking stuff from other players is so much fun. It is so also, much fun. I need to point out that my my weird brain problems being like corrupted by the internet... When you said it's harvest time and said your Teneb deck, my brain immediately went, he should call that deck. What are you doing, Step Dragon? (laughs) Because that's kind of how that deck feels. I was just like... You're getting real friendly. That
1: no, yeah, that's really funny. Oh. I'm
2: so, I'm a bad person, and my brain is wired to just horrible, horrible internet <laughs> things. No, that's fantastic. I oh think God, I'm going to
1: change Selimgar's name to that. What, what are, are you, you doing, doing, Step Step drag? Drag? <laughs>
0: Oh God, that's good. I'm not sure we could ever top a deck name, uh, or top that deck name. I mean.
1: Oh, thank you, Chanel. See, you
0: have the best deck name. <laughs> this is why. We, this is why we come to you, Chanel.
1: <laughs> oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm definitely stealing that. Uh, anyway, okay. Silver continue. I good saw. Card.
2: Sorry to. Sorry to derail. With, you know. Normal brain happenings.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, moving down my list. This is where I, this is where I, I kind of uh, cherry picked the cards I wanted to put on my list. Um, starting at the top, I have consecrated sphinx. Um, Excellent. Turns out I have three of them. I thought I only had two, but lo and behold, I have three of them. Nice. Um, they are in again. Um. Uh I have one in Enhanced Evolution Upgrade, which is the Precon mutate deck that I'm working on, and I think the one that I have is gonna stay there because that's a great card to mutate onto. Um but there's also one in Intet and there's also one in Fire Research, my Niv Mizit Wheels deck. Um Consecrated Sphinx, everyone knows what that does. You draw one, I draw two. Um
2: and it's a maze, so you don't have to draw out to lose. Exactly, <laughs> nice. it's so
1: good. It's a good card. Um, it's good Thanks. body. It's it's everything. It's everything you want to do. Because uh, drawing cards is good. Um, the next one on my list is one that's 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 interchangeable. Um, Generous gift. Generous Ooh, gift is yeah. uh, is an instant for two and a white. Uh, you can destroy a target permanent. And its controller gets a three-three elephants. I love um, the art on that card. It is, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Um, I like I like this card because uh, you, you you can destroy anything, any problem permanent. Uh, it goes away with generous gift. Uh, well, it's like
0: it's like it's like uh, Pongify and Beast Within and all those. You know, I mean the great spot removal cards that are almost out of the color pie.
1: Yeah. Um, I see where you're getting at now. I thought I thought there was a, a no. Shut up, Siri. I didn't even say your name. Hmm. Um, what are you doing, going? Well, no, I, I was. That's where that's where I was getting though. It's 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 a it's a a, a functional reprint of Beast Within, uh, just in a different color. Yep. Um, and Beast Within was a card that I that I really liked too. Um, I don't run Beast Within. Uh, as much uh, uh, because um, I can get that effect cheaper um, across other colors, uh, 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 so I don't need to waste a a slot on a three mana instant to destroy something when I can when I can do it for two mana somewhere else and, and using different colors. Uh, but since white is is always in need of, of really good cards, generous gifts has is got a home in in uh, uh, three decks here. My Avengers deck, um, uh, it's Harvest Time, which is probably, it's gonna stay there after the revamp, and, uh, my token deck. Um, and again, flexible in the token deck, because I can destroy something of my own if it's going to die anyway, and I can get a token out of it. Uh, or maybe two, or maybe four, depending on how I've built on my board. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say after that so we'll move on to my next card the next card on my list is is a personal favorite um, just in and of itself and it's Green Sun Zenith <laughs> I like that card too I got a message from Chanel and it was funny i oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Sun Zenith uh, is a sorcery for X and a green uh, it was part of a cycle um, search your library for a green creature card with converted mana cost X or less put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library um after you shuffle your library shuffle green sun zenith into its owner's library
2: yeah, all the zeniths shuffle back in green suns is so good though I,
1: I, I just like that uh, you shuffle your library twice yes <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to, it's the rules um <laughs> So Green Sun Zenith, uh, uh, it's really easy to tutor up like a like like your combo piece uh, if you're going to combo out with it. Um, it. It's in it's in my uh, uh, it's in uh, the Teneb deck, which like I said before was used to be dedicated combo, and it was there to help me find something to combo out with. Um, but that's not all you can do with it. One of my favorite plays with Green Sun Zenith uh, is turn one. Uh, Green Sun Zenith for zero, and fetch up Dryad Arbor. Um, I have three Green Sun Zenith. I have three Dryad Arbors, and both of them are in uh, their respective decks. Uh, uh, just for that, and it happens quite often, just a, a, a turn zero Green Sun Zenith is a ramp spell, and it gets shuffled in to find you something later. Um, but the ability to tutor up uh, uh, uh a, a, a utility creature um, or a big threat based on how much mana you have in there you don't have to use it to, to combo out um, but again you can the game's got to end at some point um, but Green Sun's Zenith, I always look for a home in my green decks uh, it's it's really good uh, the next one on my list is Knight's Whisper Ooh, um, another good card yes Again, uh, Chanel mentioned it before. Black draw. Uh, this is uh, a one and a black. You draw two cards. Is it you or target player? Uh, it's right here in front of me. Stand by. You draw two cards. You lose two life.
2: I was going to say, there is another card that does the exact same thing, but it's target player. Yes. That you were... Th-
1: yeah. Um, so. But this is just efficient card draw. I mean... Um, yeah. Blue is allegedly the best at drawing cards but um black you can draw cards for for cheaper mana like two cards for two mana is a good deal um uh at the also at the cost of two life um it is just good like black's black's second best at drawing cards uh uh, uh it could even be debatable depending on 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 how you want to draw your cards um but i like um Uh, uh, maybe I value cards like Night Whisper more than other people do, um, but it's cheap, you know, and it's 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 I'm trading one card, uh, and getting two cards back for it. Digging just a little deeper into my deck, um, it it it's just cheap and efficient, and I like that card a lot. Um, and what's the other one? I can't think what it is, but the, the 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 converge one from Battle for Zendikar, where you draw X cards and lose X life, where X is the number of mana you colors of mana you spent to cast it. That's something. That's another uh, card I like. Pain painful quandary. No, no, no
2: that's the um,
1: um, uh, when yeah, you that's the enchantment.
2: That's
1: yeah. yeah, something else. Whatever, screw it. Um, the last one I the last one I put on my list. Um, I actually. Uh, uh, near the beginning of the podcast I was like oh uh, I need to put something else on my list uh, and it was Truths. this P- yes that's it painful that's Truths. it I knew it was something painful um, the last card on my list is Utopia Sprawl and Utopia Sprawl that, is an enchantment for uh, one green one green for an enchantment. Uh, you have to enchant a forest. but as, uh, And when Utopia Sprawl comes in play, you choose a color. Whenever you tap that forest for mana, uh, you add one mana of the chosen color to your mana pool. So it's a it's a ramp spell. It is a one-mana ramp spell. Um, and this is the kind of ramp that uh, 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 I've been leaning more towards. Um, and it's really cheap mana. And this, this one card encompasses... A lot of what I like in my mana. Um, I've been on record before saying, like, like uh, I don't like three mana mana rocks. Uh, it's got to be really, really good for me to consider putting it in your deck. Uh, I like my ramp to be two mana or less. Um, and uh, Utopia Sprawl is uh, is interchangeable with like Wild Growth. Uh, it's well, interchangeable. Well, Utopia
0: Sprawl is what Wild Growth wishes it was, just because of the <laughs> CMC. <laughs> yeah. Because
1: they're Cause- the same.
0: Wild grow- isn't wild growth one and a green?
1: No, wild growth is is wild oh, it's just one is green? one green. What's the, what's the one you that's chance- one and a green? That is, I just played it. It's in Amareth. Um, I don't know. It's something. Sure. Um, okay. My bad. I like that card too, <laughs> um, because it's two mana. Uh, but Utopia Sprawl like is interchangeable with wild growth. It's interchangeable with any dork. Your Lanowar Elves. Your your. Uh, uh, other Lanowar Elves.
0: Um, <laughs> Findhorn Elves? S-
1: yes. Your Snow Llanowar Elves. Uh, all <laughs> sorts of things. <laughs> I can't think of any other names right now. What time is it? Midnight? Um, <laughs> no, nope. You're your, just old. <laughs> your, your Birds of Llanowar Elves. Oh yeah, <laughs> Birds <laughs> of Lanowar Elves. Um, but like... Uh, uh, one mana ramp is, is, is uh, uh, Soul Ring notwithstanding. One mana ramp is always good. Um, and in, your, in in green decks, um, I used to lean towards uh, 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 creatures until I discovered Utopia Sprawl and Wild Growth, which aren't as easily removed because people don't play enchantment removal because people are dumb. Um. <laughs> Uh, I,
2: I do I do acknowledge the hypocrisy of as much as I preach enchantment removal, there is no enchantment removal in my signature spellbook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Shit, I
1: gotta add cleansing meditation to mine real quick. <laughs> I have generous yeah. gifts. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I decided Utopia Sprawl needs to go on the list because I also like to ramp uh, and looking through the, the um, other things. Exploration was an honorary mention. Yeah. Um, uh, but I like, I like Utopia Sprawl uh, better for my list than Exploration because Exploration has a very specific use. You can play more than one land a turn. Uh, and at some point, you're, you're going to stop playing lands. Uh, so it only ramps you to a point, whereas Utopia Sprawl will ramp you for the rest of the game. Um, and I needed to get some ramp on my list uh, besides Chandra. Um, that being said, I took out... Uh, uh, uh the two other ones I just want to bring up real quick, Lapse of certainty uh, has become a pet card of mine. It's a white counter spell um, and I love it in non-blue decks because no one expects it. And every time I play it, someone always gets like 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 shocked because they <laughs> they weren't playing around the white counter spell. Uh, yes, and it's uh, I miss playing in person because I like looking at people in the eye when I when I <laughs> counter their spell in my Lapse non-blue He
2: puts a sp- that puts a spell on top of their library, right? Yes, it does. Okay, uh,
1: uh, so they'll get it eventually. Um, yeah, but it buys it, does, me a turn.
2: it. It does put them back a turn, which can be huge.
1: Exactly, and depending on what they were trying to play, uh, uh, like they might not be able to do anything else during the turn that they have. True. Um, And then the one that I... the one that I... knocked off my list for Utopias for All uh, is Vidalkin Ori. Um, Another card I picked up when they were... when they were on the cheaper end... um, are they cheap again? They can't be cheap again.
0: No. I do not think they are cheap. <laughs> I just bought one from Schnell for that Xenagos deck I did for Christmas, for Krampus, and uh, I think it was 40 bucks.
1: Okay, so now I'm starting to think that this column here isn't it's it's, how it's much it is for an individual single, copy. Yeah. Not all of them.
0: Which makes sense about Sylvan Library. They're not 14 bucks a piece.
1: I didn't think so. Not even, no, not Sylvan even the library, reprinted the, ones. The,
2: okay. the cheapest version, I think, TCG Mid is still like 38 Something like that. Yeah, that's sounds Yeah, right.
1: Archideck Archidec lists Sylvan Library at $48.44. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Vidalcon Ori Ar- Vidalc are $31.37. So I guess that's Listed individual.
2: Medium, yeah, $37.57 yeah. for yeah. TCG. Okay. Or mark, market price 31 37 right now.
1: Yeah. But again, Ori was dirt cheap for a while. Uh, oh yeah, and I and I picked up all three of mine like dirt cheap, and then they sold out. And then once they started coming back in, that price was creeping way up there, and I couldn't afford them anymore. That's um, a card
0: that everybody wants reprinted, and just it just hasn't been yet.
1: Yeah, um, but if you're if you're unaware, four mana for an artifact, uh, you can play, you can cast things as though they had flash. Um, it's just a card. I, I I had dreams of putting it in every deck not gonna happen anymore uh right now it's only in two decks uh but I do have three of them um because I took one out of Laughless uh, uh just recently so now I have a spare one sitting around that needs a home um and the only reason I took it out of Laughless is because there were like you get to a point deck building uh well I do sometimes where it doesn't happen often, but I get to a point where it's like, oh, I don't have enough cards. Vidalcanori is a wonderful card to slap in when you don't have enough of them. Um,
0: I like playing that in decks with Seedborn Muse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have a Seedborn Muse in my in my token deck, along with a Vidalcanori. So, <laughs> I don't think I've lived that dream yet, though, and I miss Prophet <laughs> of Kruvix. Oh yeah, (laughs) but it is in it is in Silmgar's opulence, which soon to be changed. What are you doing, (laughs) Step Dragon? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I will. I just found my my drawing tablet. I will get going on a uh, t-shirt to commemorate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank God, I like it. Thank God. Um, All right, that is my spellbook, Nelson. You're up.
0: Awesome. Uh so mine is more it, I didn't go through I started the architect exercise and then forgot that we were doing that part so um it's my fault for not going like- some of the some of them are my most played cards right uh but some of them are just because they mean something to me outside of the fact that maybe they're not that good anymore so uh i like how
1: i like how this was your project and then chanel and i made you feel like you did it wrong (laughs) (laughs) uh nobody did it wrong it's been fun (laughs) so my
0: planeswalker is gonna be no surprise to anybody it's soren markov uh originally printed in zendikar and was the first ever planeswalker that i opened from a pack Uh, so that was exciting Uh, so for three and three black Uh, Sorin comes out with 4 loyalty. You can plus 2 him to deal 2 damage to any target, and you gain 2 life on flavor with the vampire thing. Uh, Minus 3. Target's opponent target opponent's life total becomes 10 so this guy's uh, you can you can play him uh, and get that second ability uh, once right off the bat in a game of commander which can really help kind of swing things um, but also I mean if you were playing this card in standard it took away half your opponent's starting life total which is pretty insane as soon as it hits the board um, and then his ultimate minus 7 you control target player during that player's next turn again very flavorful uh, with the vampire thing and uh, anybody who's been a listener um of this podcast knows how much I like to play the color black and how much I specifically like vampires so Soren Markov was kind of a, uh, a no-brainer for me um, to be the planeswalker leading off my spellbook um, the first card that I have here it's actually uh, an honorable mention just because I've told you guys um, that my new, my new goal and apparently inadvertently I was honoring Mr. Hurley uh, with this goal is to slam Elixir of Immortality into as many EDH decks as oh, I can yeah. <laughs> because this card has saved me or helped me out more times than it's ever hurt me. So if I've got a, a deck where I'm like, eh, I got room in the 99, I'll, th- I'll throw this in there. Um, Elixir of Immortality was first printed in M11, I believe. Uh, so Magic 2011. Um, it's an artifact for one and you can pay two to tap it and uh, sack it. Uh, well, you don't even, it doesn't even say sacrifice it. You just tap it and you gain five life and then you shovel, um, shovel? you shuffle <laughs> you el- it yeah, shovel el- elixir of immortality and your graveyard in, into uh, into their owner's library so even if somebody you know steals this card since you're still the owner but not the controller uh, you get it and and uh, yeah so i love this card because it it's come in a pinch before with the the five life that it gives you for two mana, and you get to reshuffle your graveyard back into your uh, library. So this is a card that I find very handy to have in a deck when I'm playing against Schnell's Mill deck because <laughs> uh, it could be like two turns, and then suddenly I've got you know seventy cards in my graveyard, and I need to do something fast. So if I have an Elixir of Immortality, uh, it will save me. So for whatever reason, it's just been a card that I've always Really liked. Um, it's not bad, but it's not great. It's just a. It does what it does, and and I love it. So that's my uh, my honorable mention. Elixirs,
1: um, uh, is going in my revamp of Niv Mizzet because nice. I found I found one. And I and and I remember you talking about it, and I just read and I was like, "Holy crap! This actually ha- fits real that, well." That works me. really well in
2: that deck. Yeah, it's really I, good. I do enjoy that there are like five or six people out there that build decks based on countering my favorite playstyles. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Yeah, yep. I, I am like, yep, got to have an elixir of immortality on hand. I never know when Schnell's going to play Ambassador Liquidas. My buddy Kennedy, every time he's drafting, will just go, well, shit, I need to draft this so I don't get milled out. Because <laughs> <And I'm laughs> <like>, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I don't force mill in every single, like, limited event. But if I can, I'll try. <laughs>
0: so... The first card in my spellbook proper, if you will, um, is no surprise. This would definitely show up uh, as one of my most played cards on Architect, And this is a card I talked about earlier. It is Demonic Tutor. So this was first printed way back in Alpha. And uh, I remember when I started playing back in 4th edition, uh, the original art on this by Douglas Schuler is just badass. And I need to find it on a playmat. Um, I don't care if I need to order it from, you know, I don't know, some... Playmat company in China or wherever I've got to go to find it because Ultra Pro doesn't have one. Um, I got to find it or or get one custom made um, because that original demonic tutor art is just—it's so badass. It's like everything about. OG magic. Um, but the card itself, for one and a black, it's a sorcery. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, and shuffle your library. So Vampiric tutor is great, because it's an instant, um, but you pay two life, and then you have to put the card on top of your library. Uh, Dem- Demonic Tutor allows you to put it directly into your hand, which is just insanely powerful. Um, this card has been banned and restricted in other formats uh, for good reason. Um, you know, it's 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 a card that if you have them, you want to use them just because of of what it can do for you um, in a game of Magic. So, demonic tutor is is number one. Uh, number two is uh, an an iconic spell in Magic that I don't play enough of because I don't play enough red and I play a lot of EDH. Um, but this is a this is a um, a very it's a powerhouse in other formats and it's just a staple of Magic. So. Um, this next card is lightning bolt so for one red it's an instant and it deals three damage to any target um so the cool thing about bolt is obviously you can play it at instant speed for for one mana uh but you can target opponent's creatures you can target opponents and you can target opponent's planeswalkers uh if you want to and this was obviously printed way before planeswalkers were even um you know, planeswalkers were still the people playing the game. Uh, they weren't. They weren't their own
2: cards. Um, I do enjoy when people ask me rules questions, and they're like, "Can I hit them when it says planeswalker because they're a planeswalker?" And <laughs> right. I'm like, "I love that. That that is your reasoning. It doesn't work that way." But oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish it did, Timmy. I wish it did. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Bolt is just.
0: I mean, Bolt is is a great card, and I think. Um, so i was i mentioned that podcast uh, the memory jar earlier and um again this episode i think was from like 2018 there was a uh like a poll that was run across twitter and a few other outlets uh where it was like it, th- this guy created a bracket of every magic card ever created and people just voted this this thing went on for like 2 years and uh lightning bolt i believe if i recall was the winner it beat out oh i can't remember not swords to plowshares um Shoot, I don't remember what it beat out, but it, it beat out another healing, extremely healing solve. No, it might have been might <laughs> have been birds of paradise, maybe. So like okay. at that point, the bird did get bolted. Um, nice, <laughs> which is which is funny. Anyway, lightning bolt um, is just an awesome card. Um, this next card, so I think it's it it's, uh, it goes well with the fact that Schnell uh, mentioned Day of Judgment, um, you know, or Wrath of God, or any other white board wipe. So that's kind of where they started, um, and then we got. Uh, color shifts going on um, in the original Time Spiral block with uh, God, what was that? Um, time Spiral um, Planar Chaos Planar Chaos Future Sight. Thank you, and Future Sight. Yeah, so this one is um, the Black Wrath. It's it's uh, Damnation. So for two and two black destroy all creatures, they can't be regenerated. Um I, I would have put Wrath of God in here because, again, if you look at the original art for Wrath of God, it is awesome. But I love to play black, and I play Damnation in just about damn near every black deck that I run. Uh, anything that has access to black, I want to put this card in it because I absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, Damnation is is uh, one of my favorite spells. The next one, um, anybody who has listened to the show you know, um, since we started, will not be surprised by this. Uh, this is one of my um, currently not played in anything. Although uh, I do, I do. This is one of my goals for um, this year: is to find a deck that I can actually make this playable in. And this card is Royal Assassin. So, for one and two black, <laughs> you get a one one, <laughs> and it taps to destroy target creature. And goddamn, if I'm not going to play this with its awesome original art, and just if I can use it once. Um, I'm going to do it because I love this card. Uh, you can tell the power creep and how the game has totally shifted because uh, when I started playing the game, this was an extremely powerful card uh, because you could just tap to destroy anything that was tapped, um, any creatures that were tapped. Uh, so somebody's going to going to swing at you and you don't have summoning sickness. In response, uh, you just tap it and, and kill their creature that's attacking you. So Royal Assassin was... Um, a big fucking deal back when i started playing and uh you will art- be
2: pleased you would be pleased to find that there is an og art a royal assassin in the commander cube that i built yes, yes. i love yes. it That's- you um, you were you were the uh, driving force <laughs> behind that. I one love it. I was...
0: Actually, I forget what birthday it was, but one year on my birthday, Schnell gave me like eleven copies of Royal Assassin <laughs> with, because he had to get rid of like all the all the shitty art ones from like M twelve or whenever it was last reprinted. But he did give me a couple <laughs> uh, with the original art too, and uh, that was that was one of my best birthdays ever because I got a shitload of Royal Assassins, <laughs> and I still have them all because I love this card so much. Um, So the next one is (laughs) I was trying to think of – so one of the things that I like to do – I I don't like to be full-on stacks but i like to grind <laughs> games down a little bit because and slow them down because i just like playing magic with my friends even if we can only play one card per turn or whatever's going on oh my god um so this is this is out of my <laughs> queen marchesa deck also is in um the Neverall deck that I, that I played tonight um and it's smothering tithe i just think that this is such a fun uh, card that's uh, new, right? It was first printed in Ravnica Allegiance. Um, it got reprinted in the Brawl decks and God, did it get reprinted elsewhere too? No, just Ravnica Allegiance. So it was printed in, in the in the set proper and then it was also um, printed in, in the Brawl decks that came out with... Um, Throne of Eldraine. Uh, so this card's like 40 bucks again, okay. I think. Uh, or 30 bucks, 40 bucks. It's stupid expensive because it's only been printed yeah. once. And it's essentially a white staple at this point because of how good it is. So for three and a white, you get an enchantment that reads, whenever an opponent draws a card, that player may pay two. If the player doesn't, you create a colorless treasure artifact token with... Uh, Tap it to sacrifice this artifact and uh, add one mana of any color. So this is a card I like to play against wheels decks because if we're all drawing cards, sure, I'll take all the mana. Um, <laughs> and it's just a, it's it's one of the few like commander staples that white has, and it's a card that I really like to to use because you know four mana isn't necessarily a lot for a powerful enchantment, um, and this one is just. Super good. Uh, nobody has two extra mana to burn every time they draw a card, especially when you want to draw as many cards as you can uh, in a game of Magic. And I just I, I, I love everything about this card: the art, the the design, and what the card itself does, um, the casting cost for it, and the fact that you know to go back to something we've talked about a lot on this podcast is not enough people run Enchantment Removal, so it's yeah. a it's a yeah. card that's uh, not hard to get to stick uh, after after it resolves. So
2: I. Me. A quick, teach, quick, judge question on uh, smothering tide. Yes, because Tithe. it's whenever an opponent draws a card, do they get to see what the card is before they make the decision, or is it like there is a special subset of drawing where it's removing it from your library
1: and then you look at it? Nope, they'll know what the card is.
2: Okay, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that's right? a good and question. Effect, but no, I never, I never pay my taxes when it comes to. Uh, Any of the you know (laughs) Ristic studies, smothering ties, Mystic Remora. F that fucking thing. Like no, I'm never, I'm never paying for those unless (laughs) I have a unless I at that point I have infinite mana and I absolutely hate my opponent. That's fair. So (laughs) Um,
0: okay, so I've got two left, and this this uh, this one here is on the list because um, sometimes it's fun to counter spell things in really weird stupid ridiculous ways especially in games of commander when cards can have really high cmcs and this is also the commander that leads one of the first um edh decks that that i went and built on my own uh didn't start it with a pre-con um i saw a similar deck played and decided i wanted to build my own spin on it and so uh Kozilek the great distortion which um <laughs> I had thought about playing tonight because I haven't played it in a while, but I didn't. And uh, I just I really love all the things this deck does. Um, And I guess an honorable mention under this would be Lux Cannon, just because that's a fun targeted removal card, too. Um, But Kozlik the Great Distortion for 8 and uh, 2 colorless mana. Uh, He's a 12-12. And whenever you cast Kozlik the Great Distortion, if you have fewer than 7 cards in your hand, draw cards equal to the difference. Uh, He's got Menace. And then you can discard a card with converted mana cost X, counter target spell with converted mana cost X. So I just love the fact that I don't have to pay mana for it, and um, there's a lot of weird-ass CMCs (laughs) in this deck, so it's really fun when somebody casts a big splashy commander spell to be like, oh, no, I have a nine drop in my hand. (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs)
1: And I then do. Just listen to I the collective do hate casting
2: anything when you have a you have a full minute of cards, and I just go ah. Do you have a six? Do you have a six <laughs> drop? Do you have a seven? <laughs> drop? Like,
0: yeah, local. it's a
2: it's a fucking yeah. it's a fucking crazy card, and it's a fun. <laughs> do you do you have a five mana value card?
0: <laughs> uh, uh. The last one is. Um, <laughs> an homage to Schnell and an homage to to me and the fact that we <laughs> like to play Mill. Um, this is the, the OG <laughs> Mill card, first printed in 4th edition. No, revised, I think. Um, was it revised or 4th? Uh, revised edition. And uh, the new art for this sucks. I hate it. And go look at the original brown-bordered Millstone, and you will see some really cool classic magic art. And this is like where... It all began and this is why mill is now a keyword because of millstone so it's an artifact for two um it is wholly inefficient um right now unless you have ways to continually untap it and generate a shitload of mana but uh, you can tap two mana and tap millstone target player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard so this was another one that when it hit the board um and it so Back in revised and fourth edition, um, if you were playing and this hit the board, and you were playing like you know black and blue or something like that, you didn't have a lot of ways to interact with it. You know, if you're playing white, you probably had disenchant. If you had green, you probably had you know um, naturalize or something something in that um, vein. But this was another card that was hard to deal with that could actually uh, do some some real damage to you. Um, graveyard recursion wasn't necessarily what it was. Um, and it was just a, a, really fun card, um, back in the day. And, you know, again, it gave us, it gave us the keyword mill now because, um, that's just, that's how it all started. So, yeah. um, that's my, that's my final card in my spell book is, is millstone because I love to play <laughs> mill as well. And, um, I love that it's getting pushed now. I love the fact that in the Zendikar Rising Commander decks, we had um, the Rogue Mill deck, because I think that had a lot of cool pieces in it, and uh, I really like my upgraded version of that it, deck. I thought it was great out of the box. Uh, for a pre-con, yeah. it was awesome.
2: Um, and They're pushing it as a supplemental strategy, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's We're going to mill you and then take advantage of your graveyard versus just we're going to mill you because if you have no library then you lose the game that's kind of what I want to do with
1: Teneb yeah mill sub theme and the last few sets we've been getting more black mill uh, which is good
0: and I like, I like the challenge it poses, too, because if you're playing a mill theme, whether it's a sub-theme or you're, or what you're mainly trying to do, you do have to watch out because there's so much graveyard interaction and recursion that if you're not careful, um, your strategy could be hurting you uh, depending on the deck that you're milling. So I yeah. like that, and I think that also plays into another rule um, that we talk about, or not rule, but uh, guideline that we talk <laughs> about on this show, especially Schnell, um, and that's always have... Graveyard hate, you know, Tormod's Crypt or Groffdigger's Cage or um, bog or whatever you got to do, um, you know. Yeah, graveyard least, graveyard hate doesn't.
2: Something. Hurt. Yeah, and between like Relic of Progenitus is usually the 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 mainstay go to, just because it's an artifact you can sub in to anything and you can use it a little bit here and there, or you can just massively board wipe. So or uh, graveyard wipe, sorry, but. Yeah, there's there's always options. There's no excuses.
0: Yep, yep, totally agree. Same thing with enchantment removal. You heard it here. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I won't say first because we talk about it, and I'm sure other Magic podcasts talk about the importance <laughs> of it all. Um, but you know, you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do. And uh now that we've got Feed the Swarm where you can target enchantment removal and it's uh in black, like there's just there's no reason not to play it. Um Tormod's Crypt was recently reprinted. You know, again, grafdigger's Cage was just in a core set, maybe twenty? Twenty-one? I don't remember which one. Um so you know, those cards are out in rotation. Bojukabog is A little bit harder to find, maybe, um, but it's only like a buck twenty probably, I think. Yeah, originally
2: World Wake, but it's been reprinted in a couple of commander sets now, so it's out there. Yep. Yep. They're they're out there. Um so things to think about
0: when you're trying to fill up your uh your ninety-nine and you want to have some, you know, um utility cards. For instance, uh speaking of things that I didn't think about, um, What's the oh God, what is it? Um Wirewood Lodge. That card that you can untap target elf. So uh I put one of those into my upgraded lathril because I think it was reprinted in Mystery Booster, if I'm not mistaken. Um so I got one from there. Um but just you know, some of those lands, like it's it's crazy what utility lands can do. So that's another easy um way to kind of get a two for one, if you will, because you know, it's gonna tap for mana, but also um you know if you if you pay a cost it 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 can help you do some stuff so um be smart about the cards you're putting into your deck uh this was fun i really enjoyed this um look at you know what spells make us kind of the players that we are uh you know and i thought this was a cool exercise i think it would be interesting to um you know maybe like around this time next year to do the same thing where you know we recount what we've got um out in architect and then look and see if it's changed at all right where um maybe new cards that are printed we use often or maybe you know new cards make old cards worth playing again um and yeah. you know um,
2: um i did also create an architect uh entry for just my signature spellbook, nelson if you were interested in Oh yeah, that's awesome. We should do that. Uh, I'll link
0: those in the show notes. We should we should do that. Um, I will. Uh, I can just link to everybody's architect account. That way, um, if I if I get this posted, you know, tomorrow before anybody has time to get the other stuff uploaded, um, we can just go to your pages because I think it would be interesting too yeah. to see Tejas and then take a look at his his deck logs. Um, I'm definitely going to do that because I think that's a cool idea going forward too. So that's a great idea, Schnell. Um, I will I will do that. Uh, so yeah, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for sitting down and playing Magic before, and then talking with me. Um, about more magic now, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, it's good to be back. Very excited to get some episodes out more consistently and have some some cool content going forward. Uh, so make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere that you consume podcasts. Don't forget to check out our social channels. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Homebrew Magic, and you can find our page and our community page there. Uh, and until next time, don't drink and scry.
1: I thought you were going to say, be smart, wrap your tool.
0: (laughs) Well, that and also be smart, read fucking Liliana Dreadhorde General before you plus one when you should be minus four. So that, that, even more so than don't drink and scry, be a fucking better magic player than I am, okay? (laughs) You need to threat assess your opponents. Yeah, don't be dumb. That's it. You know, until next time, don't be dumb. Don't don't pull it. Don't pull a Nelson for anybody that's seen uh, Community. You know, uh, it's not a Britta anymore. It's a Nelson at this point. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>